Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mr. Football Dad podcast. I am Matthew Hagan, the host of this podcast. This is going to be a podcast about football at every level, talking about any part of the game. We'll talk high school, college, pros, scouting, drafting, uh, news, comments, concerns, anything that I feel like talking about week to week. Uh, right now, it's going to be a once a week podcast if the podcast grows. You know, maybe we can ramp it up. Maybe one day there'll be a co-host. Maybe someday we'll get some guests. But as of now, this is just my podcast to get my perspective out there, my thoughts, opinions about the game of football. And uh, before we actually get into this week's divisional round matchups, I do want to, I guess, give a little brief history of my football uh, life, I guess, what I've done in the game and uh, how I've fallen in love with the game. So I started playing with pickup backyard football um, I want to say around third grade at Hal Smith uh, Elementary School in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, on the east side by a mountain where the sun would rise. The joke with that is because I grew up uh, basically on Sunrise Mountain on the east side of Las Vegas. So uh, I'm going to try and stop saying, uh, you know, it's coming out too much for my taste. Anyway, when I started playing, I also started watching football uh, around the same time. And it was Randy Moss's rookie year. I remember uh, falling in love with the game. I mean, Chris Carter, Randy Moss, 15-1. and one. Gary Anderson did break, you know, uh, my, my heart at seven years old. But anyway, I've been a Vikings fan ever since. And started falling in love with the game at the same time, just playing every morning before the bus every morning when we got to school just non-stop it was football 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 and I loved to play at the time I had a father figure uh, a stepdad who wasn't into sports always discouraged me from playing you know organized football and uh, but then my mom and him got a divorce and she met another man who uh, was a really great father figure in my life and I think he encouraged it as he encouraged it you know my mom was probably hesitant just from the fact of injuries stuff like that but he was always uh encouraging me to to try you know new things so from there I started playing organized football in sixth grade first team I played for was the Falcons I wanted to be a quarterback so bad I had a great arm I was one of the tallest uh, kids at the time but coach red my first coach he had he had his team that he had already been growing with, you know, coaching for a few years, and he had his quarterback, so they put me at center. And I'll never forget my first play. Uh, we were playing uh, the Raiders in Pop Warner, uh, and first play I pancake a kid, break his arm. Felt so proud at the time. You know, as you get older, you realize, hey, you're, you shouldn't be proud when you hurt somebody, but I thought I was a beast uh, doing that on my first ever play, even with all the nerves, because playing organized football is much different than playing tackle football in the grass in elementary school so from there seventh grade continued playing pop warner and uh got placed on the falcons again different coaches though and i remember playing quarterback and defensive line and we had a rough year but i was always you know humbly one of the better players on the team following that fall seventh grade season 
I went to a different league. I went to NYFL. It was like the Nevada Youth Football League. And guess what? I ended up on the Falcons. Different coaches, different league, different teammates, obviously. whole different group of kids. Um, some people in, in Vegas uh, thought NYFL was a more competitive league. And that's kind of why I went to that league. So that spring season, I played quarterback, fullback, linebacker. Again, I was one of the best in, in you know, our coaches' opinions on the team. Um, so I did everything. Then, I remember getting ready for 8th grade, and a bunch of coaches came up to me towards the end of the season and told me they wanted to play for their team. So I ended up playing for the Patriots, and we were a really good team. I was like a, a safety, hybrid linebacker type position, where <clears throat> I would line up at safety, and then based on what we would get, I would move up to linebacker. Um, I tied for the team lead in interceptions. I played some offense as well. I scored uh, a few touchdowns as a receiver, and I was the backup QB. And I remember one game specifically, we were playing the Eagles, who were, they were the worst team in the league, and our quarterback didn't show up. Now, on this Eagles team, ended up being a bunch of my high school teammates, which is crazy because we would share stories about it in the locker room and stuff like that. Our quarterback, who didn't show up, uh, ended up playing for a rival school in my division in high school, and he was a really good quarterback, but he just he wasn't there. And so I started the game. And it's funny because we have the tape and I'm wearing number 54. Um, I don't, at that time, I was just wearing my linebacker number because I thought I was going to be a linebacker and then I ended up at safety, wide receiver, quarterback. Anyway, we run um, – coach calls a wide receiver like a reverse from under center type play. Um, I hadn't practiced a lot of quarterback. I forgot to send him in motion. And when I snapped the ball, I turned to hand it to him and no one was there. So I had to improvise, and I ended up scoring on that play. And then the quarterback shows up mid-second quarter. The coaches left it up to me. I had played quarterback the first half, scored a rushing touchdown. And then they're like, hey, what do you want to do? I said, I want to play some receiver. You know, this team sucks. I want to play some receiver. Uh, so then I catch like a 40, 50-yard touchdown. Uh, Moss a kid. I got it all on tape too. So if anybody's doubting me, I can show them the tape. I still have it. I moss the dude, score a touchdown. I get a pick in that game. Just a game I'll always remember going into high school. Now, going into high school, we lived in a place where I was zoned for one school, but my mom didn't want me going there. It, it didn't have the best reputation. I didn't want to go there. I had one of my coaches on that Patriots team. He had played pro ball for the Houston Oilers, and his son was, uh, at the time, one of my friends, Evan Ziegler, um, he ended up going to Bishop Gorman, and then he was a three-star safety. Went to Washington, but I tied I tied him in interceptions in eighth grade. Anyway, his dad his dad uh, played for the Oilers. He really liked me, and they wanted me to go to to Coronado initially, and then some other coaches wanted me to go to a school called Liberty. Um, I was on for a school called Shap. My mother didn't want me going to. Basically, I had a chance to go to Gorman, too, and um, some something dumb in my life is I just wanted to play with a bunch of my friends I was going to middle school with because I was, you know, a dumb eighth grader, and all my friends were going to Las Vegas High School, and they had just won the state championship. So I'm in eighth grade. I don't see what Bishop Gorman's going to become and what it could do for me at the time because it was before they started their 10 straight uh, 
state championship run. And I told my mom, I said, hey, I just want to play football with my friends. And Las Vegas just won the state championship. I want to go win a state championship too. So we just move across the line, literally a five-minute move for us because that's how close we were to Vegas compared to Chaparral. And Chaparral was terrible. And that's the school my mom didn't want me to go to, and that's the school I didn't want to go to. So we move a little bit, and I go to Las Vegas High School. Um, so before entering high school, I played center, linebacker, safety, quarterback, some wide receiver. Entering high school, I wanted to be a tight end or a fullback, but they ran a spread offense, so I continued as a wide receiver maybe the first couple days. The coaches weren't having it, and uh, one of them, Coach Dre, said, we're moving you to D-line. In hindsight, I should have been a linebacker. Um, I was actually really good at that position, you know, in middle school, basically. But I, I played D-line my first three years of high school before becoming a center my senior year uh, just to help the team. But my freshman year, uh, Vegas won back-to-back state titles. I didn't get called up that year. I was only on the freshman team. Only three freshmen got called up to get that state championship. So uh, I used that as a lot of motivation. Um, Sophomore year, worked my tail off. I was always in the weight room. Um, I I felt like I was a team leader. And uh, I I got called up to, to play... Uh, the second game of the year against Moderna, Moderna, California. I played a little bit in that game as a sophomore and then uh, went back down to JV, played some more there, and got called up again for playoffs. Uh, we won our first two playoff games we were playing in a region championship. At the time, we were going for our fifth straight Sunrise region championship. And I had busted my tail off, and I was on every special team. Um, we were in a tight game against Del Sol. I was on the front line of the hands team. I'll never forget this. Coach Faircloth, it was hard to get his approval. It was hard to impress him, you know, unless you you did great things in the weight room, which I did. You busted your tail off. And then uh, I recovered an onside kick in that game as a sophomore to, to basically seal our region championship. And I'll never forget, I'm running off the field, and he met me before I could get off, and he shook my hand, and he was like, that's a great job, son. And, uh, man, that was a great feeling to get his uh, approval, I guess. Because, uh, I mean, just a sophomore and just special teams. It showed me how important special teams were to the game of football, I guess. Because you hear all those coaches. We had a coach called, uh, a coach called, coach named uh, Coach Thurman. And he was the defensive line coach on varsity and the special teams coordinator. And he would always tell us every single meeting, every single film session, every single practice, Special team is going to win us a game here. Special team is going to do this. Special team is going to do that. Every time we're trying to block an extra point, like he instilled that in us. And then when I uh, recovered that onside kick and Coach Faircloth, you know, says, hey, you know, that's a good job. It was just a feeling of accomplishment. So we win that fifth straight region championship. We go on to the state semifinal against McQueen. We have to travel up north to Reno, Nevada, cold as shit, coming from Las Vegas. And... Uh, we just got our butt spanked, and we lost the game before state my sophomore year. Junior year, um, more of a rotational player on the defensive line, still playing all special teams. Uh, we had a, a running back by the name of Reggie Bullock who ended up going to play at Arizona Western and uh, ECU. He played at Eastern Carolina, and he was the best teammate I ever had, and ability to play football was insane. 
So we're playing for our sixth straight region championship against Del Sol again. <laughs> and uh, we're down two or three scores with a couple minutes left. And we come back and we win the sixth straight region title and the fans rush the field. And it was the most chaotic, fun, epic moment ever. And then we go to the state semis again where, as a sophomore, just lost there. And we meet a team called Palo Verde who had uh, a couple great athletes. Sidney Hodge who played at UNLV and uh, Torin Harris who was a four-star corner who also played like running back on their team because they ran uh, like a wing T offense. And they just beat the brakes off us 42-21. So for the second straight year, we, we won a region title but lost the state semis to go to state. And then my senior year, uh, we lost a lot of a lot of talent, and they moved me to center. So I did what was best for the team. I was always a team player. Coach Faircloth, you know, asked me to do it. Worked with me every day. I was in there 6 a.m. all off season, learning how to snap, learning how to play center at the high school level. Play my senior year. Excuse me, sorry guys. Uh, my senior year, first first playoff game, we're playing Foothill. Um, last play of the game we run speed option and we don't score uh, we get eliminated first round that's how my senior year ended and uh, man that was tough I thought I thought my playing career was done at that point um, because for some reason when I grew up and where I grew up it was there was only division one football I didn't think about division three juco none of that stuff so in my mind that was it football was done Four years later, though, I found myself playing defensive line at Rockford University. Uh, somehow, life took the, those turns for me. Maybe one day I'll get into that on the podcast and how I got there. But I ended up playing de- defensive line at Rockford University. Um, I only go one game. Four years of not playing football, rust. Um, I had a few knee injuries. Uh, I wasn't as dedicated as I was in high school. I didn't play much my first year, only in one game. After that... Uh, I had knee surgery that year uh, in in May. The season ended in November, and I ended up getting knee surgery in May. Uh, I don't know why I held it off, but it was cold in Illinois, and I didn't want to rehab, I guess, in the cold. Anyway, after that first year, I had that knee surgery, and we're getting ready in training camp uh, my second year there. Things are looking good. Where I'm going to get a ton of playing time, maybe even be a starter. And then I felt a huge pop in my knee. And I was like, that's it. I can't, I'm not going through another knee rehab and none of that stuff. And uh, I kind of said, that's it. So after I finished playing, I started creating content for a company called The Game House, where I wrote articles and such. And I was just covering the game from like an editorial perspective. Um, so I did that for a year or so. I also was producing a show called The Sweep featuring the Florida boys. Shout out to, uh, shout out to them. We put on a great college football show, in my opinion, from a college campus, a D3 campus, but still, uh, we were getting crazy views on YouTube with our highlight videos. We had a weekly, um, show that we started doing video for, and it was just fun, uh, doing that show with, with them guys. So... Shout out to them. Uh, they know who they are. <laughs> so like I said, I thought it was a pretty successful as a college uh, radio show slash podcast. 
but then when we all graduated, we went our, our separate ways. So I graduated college late. Um, I should have, if I would have went to college right after high school, I'd have graduated in 2014. But like I said, I waited four years, was screwing around shitty jobs. And I ended up uh, graduating college after starting full time in 2014 in May of 2017. So uh, after college, I was missing the game. You know, it was probably, I graduated May 17. It was probably June or July where I was just like, fuck, I missed the game so much. I was looking into maybe coaching, you know, like I can coach this game. I know this game. I love this game. And uh, at the same time, a buddy of mine, he was looking, uh, he was a f- like a freshman head coach at a high school in Rockford called Guilford. And uh, since I had already been considering it, he offered, he was like, hey, we need coaches. And so I was like, what the hell? Let's do it. I made the decision to start coaching. That first year, I was in way over my head. I ended up having to coach offensive and defensive line for both the freshman and the JV team. Uh, We only had five coaches for both teams, uh, and I was way too underprepared for that. Uh, I did the best I could, but I truly fell in love with coaching the sport of football. So after that, I ended up moving to Vegas and began coaching at my alma mater, LVHS. LVHS. My first year there, I coached the JV defensive line. Uh, the program had fallen off a little bit from where, when I played, they weren't winning region championships anymore. They were losing a lot more games than they were winning. So uh, the coach that you know hired me to be on that staff was Coach uh, Capitillo, Eric Capitillo, who he won a state champion, uh, back-to-back state championships with, with the Wildcats uh, in 05 and 06. And so now he was the head coach there, and I thank him for for giving me the opportunity to coach my alma mater because there's nothing like it. But we started uh, as a staff through his leadership. We started changing that program again. So the year I got there, their JV team maybe had won one game or zero games. I can't remember totally. But my first year there, when I was coaching the D line, uh, Coach Will Johnson was the head JV coach. We won. Uh, I think we won one game. Maybe not. Um, but then he got called up to the varsity level. And they moved some staff piece around where I became the JV head coach. I ended up being the QB coach and the offense coordinator as well because that first year I was there, uh, something happened on a uh, varsity game day where the uh, box coach couldn't be there to help the offense. And he just asked if I could fill in. And we put up a ton of points. We put up a yard yards. I was giving him suggestions and and just things I was seeing. And it worked out. And he really liked me. So, Or he liked me in that position, I should say. And that offseason, he asked if I wanted to move to the offensive side of the ball because I understood defenses. And I guess I knew how to attack them. So when I became the JV head coach, I became the quarterback coach and the offense coordinator and the varsity game day analyst. I continued that through 2021. Um, there was a lot of crazy times with COVID. Um, there were times I coached the varsity offensive line. Coach Cap got a, a chance to work with the Atlanta Falcons. When he was gone, I was helping out the varsity line. But following the 2021 season, I came up with an opportunity to coach at my college alma mater at Rockford University as a volunteer assistant. So um, I said, shoot, we got to get – Got to get some college experience and see what that's like. 
So I was an assistant D-line coach mainly with D-tackles. It was a very rough year, both personally um, for me, moving from Vegas back to Illinois with, you know, a one and one, one and a half year old kid. Um, I wasn't making any money. So personally, it was just a rough, rough situation. And the organization, um, I, I love Rockford, but um, it's not a school known for winning football. And there's a lot, a lot we can do better there. And it just, it just didn't work out. And so I found myself in limbo following that that season so last year in 2023 was the first year I didn't coach since 2017 um, 2023 was extremely depressing to me to this day I'm not on a coaching staff right now and it's eating me alive um, and and the reason is I'm I'm struggling with I don't want to teach high school like I did at the times I was coaching at Las Vegas high school um, I understand football and coaching is teaching but I'm just not a fan of teaching math or, um, you know, subjects like that. I just want to teach and coach football, but it's hard to make a living with that if you don't, you know, in high school, you got to be a teacher, you know, in college, you got to know somebody. And, um, yeah, I'm struggling with not wanting to, to teach in a classroom, but wanting to coach. I also have a family to provide for as well, so until I figure out my next move, I'm going to use this podcast to connect to the game I love, um, to decide if I really want to take on the uh, teaching uh, high school students just to coach football, if that makes sense. Anyway, um, like I said, I'll use this podcast to connect to the game I love and So yeah, and here I was going to go into the divisional matchups, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to make that episode two. So if you listen to the entire episode one, I appreciate it. Uh, we're running at about 22 minutes. And if people want to skip this podcast, that's fine. You know, uh, let's get into episode two, where I will talk about the divisional matchups this week in the NFL. Um, you're listening to the Mr. Football Dad podcast with me, Matthew. Uh, thank you for tuning in episode one. And I look forward to you listening to episode two. Have a great day.